We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also follow me on Twitter at LJ Hybe. This week's guest is Ryan Meek. I'm sorry. This week's guest is Riley Meek. Riley is the founder and CEO of the Social Dynamic Selling System, which turns dinner seminar marketing into a science. After responding to a small ad on Craigslist in 2009, Riley was introduced to a new concept of selling, one in which radically changed his life forever. Having just $673 in his bank account, but more importantly, a burning desire for more, Riley went on to to produce over $80 million in sales over the past eight years. Now that he has perfected his model through continual trial and error, he is sharing this learned wisdom and is on a mission to help other entrepreneurs and business owners achieve the revenue goals that they have to live the lifestyle they desire. Everything he teaches is tried, tested, refined, and proven to create a predictable, sustainable, and scalable selling system. Riley, welcome to the show. Hey, Lori. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. What a background you've got. So fun. I'm excited for this conversation. Um, But before we dive in, can you just explain what social dynamic selling is? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, when I... When I thought of the name, um, I realized there was going to be some, you know, questioning to it, and which, which was really kind of the the idea behind it. Because when people hear social, um, they oftentimes think of like social marketing or social media mm-hmm. and things along those lines. But really, at the core of what what it is, is it's it's gathering a group of people um, in person uh, in which there is a you know a social dynamic happening. Um, no different than if you were out at a restaurant or a bar, you know, there's a social dynamic happening. There's a, there's a group of people, uh, gathered together. Um, maybe they have different roles like the, the server or the bartender or the host, the guest, um, or if, heck, if you're in church, there's there, you know, there's a group of people gathering and there's a social dynamic happening with the, you know, the, the pastor, the ushers, the, the you know, attendees. And, and that's a unique situation in which there's that, that social dynamic, that atmosphere. But what we do is we create a, a setting or an environment in which um, we gather people together um, that allows us to uh, create an environment for the host of that event to, um, to have you know, listeners um, eager to hear what they have to hear about a topic in which they, you know, know they are the expert in their industry. And then they have the ability to deliver a presentation um, and then ultimately, you know, try to um, obtain sales or, or make sales after the fact. So at, at the core of it, and that long kind of definition or expl- explanation, really, we focus around dinner events. So we do dinner seminar sales um, in multiple different industries. Uh, and this is what we've been doing for really the past decade now, um, all throughout the country. So why does this work so well? Uh, I think it works well, really, because a number of reasons. But I, I do think that uh, that in-person um, kind of t- 
touch, we'll call it, is somewhat of a lost art in the in the sales world. Uh, you know, depending upon the product or service, I think. But um, again, you're, you're gathering people in a you know in a neutral environment in which you know they're not feeling pressured coming into a, a retail store or you know something along those lines. It's usually an environment in which you know they they've been to before or you know they know well and they're not threatened. You know, it's not like they're in that, that high pressure sales environment. And all we have to do is you know really get them to know, like, and trust us as the as the host or the presenter. And um, you know, from there, p- people do business with those that they know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that's kind of that whole networking aspect um, that you're so good at. You know. <laughs> So in your bio, um, it states that you offer predictable, sustainable, and scalable selling systems. What exactly do you mean by that? Yeah. So, you know, my, my background was really prior to, you know, receiving this or responding to this ad that I saw on Craigslist of all places. My background was always selling one-on-one. And um, it was this constant struggle of, of lead supply or lead flow you know, uh, that feast and famine kind of lifestyle in the, in the direct sales world, or where your next lead was coming from, um, how you were obtaining that, and then ultimately, you know, making presentations uh, to close deals. And so this system really allows us to have a c- constant supply. Uh, you know, every single week we host events throughout the country for, you know, from some of my own companies, but then also for our clients. Uh, for example, we have, you know, over 80 events happening this week in different markets throughout the country. And so, um, that's the, the predictability of it is I can, I can, uh, you know, basically press go on our system and within a few weeks have rooms full of, of prospects. Uh, and I can sustain that every single week. Um, and then, you know, assuming we have a proper presentation and, and we're following the system, um, that allows us to scale, uh, throughout, you know, the country opening up different markets. For instance, if a, you know, a business owner is in, um, uh, San Diego, California, and they're looking to expand into the Phoenix, Arizona market, but they don't have a brand or, you know, any recognition, any wherewithal within that industry. Um, they could call upon, you know, someone like us in which we could host events and, and have a room full of qualified prospects, you know, eager to hear what they have to talk about, um, whenever they're looking to expand into any particular market. Cool. That sounds really interesting. Uh, so what specific industries are you working in or have you worked in? Yeah, we're kind of all over the board. You know, I mean, financial advisors, they, they were kind of the pioneers of this. I have to say that I'm not the, the creator of like doing dinner seminar sales by any means. Um, I do feel like I am, I have perfected it, uh, you know, taking it kind of out of solely in that financial industry. Um, we've expanded into the home remodeling market, um, you know, uh, windows, siding, solar, uh, bathroom remodeling, uh, you know, general contracting into the medical world, cosmetic, uh, surgery, dentistry, uh, uh, regenerative medicine into the travel world, uh, into, uh, uh, investment clubs. We're kind of all over the board. Really the, the key of it, the product is for the most part irrelevant, um, assuming you have a, a saleable product in which, you know, it's, it's, it's a good quality product or service that, that has enough margin um, or a high enough ticket item to be able to sustain this form of marketing. Um, and really what I mean by that is if, you know, if you're selling a $48 widget and, and you don't have any additional 
uh, bites at the apple or that lifetime value of that customer, um, I'll be the first to tell you that this is probably not going to be the best form mm -hmm. just from a sustainability standpoint, because the cost of entry or to be able to sustain this form of marketing does take some marketing dollars. Um, and if you're not able to have that return on investment, uh, I'll be the first to tell you that, you know, there's, there's probably a better route or better avenue to go about in trying to sell your product or service. Sure. So based on what you shared, it sounds like it's very heavier focused on the business to consumer side of things. Yeah, for the most part. Um, and part of it, part of the reason is we do a ton of direct mail. Okay. I've, I've I do hundreds of thousands of pieces every single week. Um, and it's, it's easiest to buy that data um, and send that direct mail piece to that end consumer. Uh, if I'm uh, looking to go B2B, typically the business owner, and it's not always the case, but the business owner usually has that uh, gatekeeper, we'll call it, that's actually collecting the mail for themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, you know, and they're just not getting into the proper hands. And there's, there's ways we can get around that and, and get creative to, to getting to that end, end consumer, that business owner. Uh, but there are some additional hurdles or obstacles that we typically have to jump over uh, to to get to them versus just sending it direct to the homeowner. Sure, that makes sense. All right, well, let's move the conversation a little bit to networking, and I'm sure this is you're going to have tons of value to add based on the whole your business model here. Um, sure. My goal with this podcast is really to help alleviate any fears that people have when they hear that scary word networking. <laughs> so can you help um, eliminate some of those fears by sharing one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, early on, uh, not having any money or anything really, it was all about like, who can I, you know, block arms with or what could I, who could I meet with to, uh, you know, glean off of them if, if, you know, if need be. So, uh, I think what I ultimately ended up doing early on was just joining different networking groups, you know, some free, some that had to pay for or different masterminds and, and surrounding myself with like minded people, right. Not, not necessarily in the same industry or anything like that, but just people that are looking to, you know, grow themselves and, and, you know, grow each other, iron sharpens iron, you know? So I think that was a big thing. I ended up joining a, a, a group of mastermind, um, called board of advisors. And, um, it, it led to an introduction of, uh, and, uh, Kevin Harrington, who was one of the original sharks on shark tank. Um, he, he ended up hiring us on to, to fill some events and do some, um, some networking events, I guess, for him, uh, throughout the country, which was really cool, um, to be able to make that connection and, uh, that, you know, that's opened numerous doors for us, uh, again, into not only his network, um, but just others that, uh, have seen that we've done business with him as well. So, um, that's been cool. It's, it's added, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars to our bottom line simply by, you know, it, it took a little bit of investment for me to get into the group, but, um, from there it was, you know, very fruitful, um, thereafter. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it. That, that's yeah. been a great story to share. Thank you so much. Um, so as you are meeting tons and tons of people, and I imagine you do a lot of traveling too, how do you stay in front of or best nurture these relationships that you're creating? Yeah, that's, I mean, I am, I do travel a ton every, heck, I'm in the middle of Podunk, Wisconsin, right now. <laughs> hey, now um, I'm in Wisconsin. <laughs> are you really? So I do travel a ton, but I think um, 
you know, I love doing podcasts like this and sharing it out with our community. Um, and you know, we have, uh, there's obviously groups online that I'm a part of that I can contribute to. Um, and I think looking at, looking at it, like how best to, you know, I can contribute versus always looking at it, uh, on what I can get out of something, um, you know, look to look to always give before getting. And so staying connected online, I mean, the, you know, it's 2020 for crying out loud. We have so many abilities, uh, to stay connected where sometimes it can be overwhelming, but, you know, finding, you know, your core platform or what it is that you want to focus on and, and be very, very good at that versus trying to be the MLB all for all things, um, I think is, is key, uh, and being able to always provide, you know, the proper support for your, your community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's great. And definitely, you know, giving before getting, I think that was a powerful statement to say as well. Um, what advice would you offer that business professional who's looking to grow their network? Yeah, I think just right along those lines is usually when, you know, when we're starting out or, you know, not even necessarily when we're starting out, but we tend to always think about, okay, what can I get out of this? Or what can I get from this person? But changing that mindset into what can you, what can you give? Um, because everybody is looking for that, you know, and, and if you can come at it with that approach, I think it's, it is, um, a breath of fresh air for people. And, and if we all had that mentality, man, wouldn't the world be a better place? <laughs> so I think if, 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 you know, sticking with that philosophy, uh, knowing that if, you know, as you're planting seeds, um, your, your harvest may not come until fall, but, um, if you can continually plant, plant seeds and, and grow, um, uh, you know, continue to water those seeds, ultimately you will have your harvest. So much truth to that. And and we all know that it doesn't happen overnight. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Planting, nurturing, growing, harvest, that, that all takes a lot of time. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm really actually interested in how you're going to answer this question. And it's one of my favorite questions to ask. Um, between digital networking and traditional networking, which one do you find more value in? <laughs> oh, so uh, I do, I obviously do a ton of traditional fit, mm-hmm. you know, face to face, as I mentioned, I think that really is a lost art, you know, the, which is the, the society we live in now, everything is online, you know, group meetups and, and webinars and things like that, which is, is, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, we're very blessed to have this type of technology in this day and age. Um, but I still, to that point, there is still that what I feel people crave is that personal connection that being able to look somebody, you know, in the eye and shake hands and, you know, sit across the table from each other, break bread or whatever you call it. But Mm -hmm. so I would say I I find more value in traditional networking, but I I, I certainly still can do a lot of digital networking to ultimately lead up to a traditional meetup. Um, So it's hard to say, which one's better, I guess, but I, personally, I would say traditional networking has, has produced more value for me in the long run. Uh, just again, by having that personal connection, uh, and that face to face interaction uh, with people. Nice. I like how you stated that actually, that it's produced more value for you. Cause I've, there's definitely benefit in both. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I, and I would agree that there's a level of craving that personal attention that that's important as well. All right. Um, I'm going to throw the microphone at you and say, here's an opportunity for you to interview me. What's something you'd like to ask me? Oh, what would I like to ask you? Um, 
So being in Wisconsin, are you, are you in a big city in Wisconsin? I'm in Milwaukee. Yes. Milwaukee. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Podunk, Wisconsin. I grew up in South Dakota. So oh, sure. you know, a small town, less than a thousand people. Um, and that was a, from a networking standpoint, it was like, uh, I couldn't wait to get out of, of my small town. Um, but being in Milwaukee, that's, that's, a, that's a little different, I guess. <laughs> uh, so what, what do you do for, for networking and, uh, you know, getting out and, and meeting others? Oh, man, uh, that's a great question. And one that has not been asked to me, I do a ton of networking. Um, I do a lot of local events in the Milwaukee market, some um, entrepreneur specific groups and some that are specific to the industry. And then I do some stuff on the national level as well, either industry specific or just um, educational. Either I'm attending a conference or I'm speaking at a conference. Uh, and I just, to, to that extent, I love the traditional face-to-face component, but definitely am a big advocate for maintaining and building that relationship online. I, I probably spend at least an hour a day on LinkedIn, I bet. Um, and I probably embed some time into Facebook groups right now as well. Oh, okay. So, so these, these, um, in-person events, are they ones that are they paid events? It sounds like you speak at them. Do you get paid to speak at them? Um, sometimes I'm paying to attend and sometimes I'm a, attending as a speaker just cause I want to get in front of the audience. And at times I've been paid to speak within, um, some of the organizations. So, uh, all across the board. Cool. <laughs> sure. The, uh, out of those, you know, getting paid, paying, or even free events, do you have a preference or what, which one do you find more value in? I find if I can get in front of my audience and showcase my expertise by educating them, that at the end of the day brings the um, probably the largest return. And awesome. that's obviously what your, your whole framework is built on, isn't it? Right. Finding that ideal client that true you know who is your ideal client mm-hmm. and you know going after them that's, so that's that's exactly right yeah that's great it's awesome good questions yeah. i let you yeah. ask more than one there <laughs> <laughs> um riley any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network yeah absolutely um you know if we're not growing we're we're dying and I'm a, I truly, truly believe that. I believe that since I was 15 years old. And that's why I, I constantly, you know, looked to whether I was reading personal development books or seeking out mentors, like, you know, I, I, I was a, a sponge uh, early on and I, I still am. Um, and so if that means stepping out of your comfort zone, um, you know, messaging somebody on LinkedIn that you think would never have a conversation with you, uh, you know, I, I get messages, heck, my, my personal assistant right now is my personal assistant because he messaged me on LinkedIn randomly, never met this, this kid in my entire life, but he had the guts to reach out to me and I admire that. And, and I think, um, you know, if you can step out of your comfort zone and do the uncomfortable until it becomes comfortable, um, you're gonna, you're gonna go, you know, big places in this world. Yeah, that's great. I, I love that advice. That's fantastic. So, Riley, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way they can reach you? Uh, probably our, our website, which is uh, socialdynamicselling.com. So, socialdynamicselling.com. 
Um, that's probably the best, best spot to find us. You can you know schedule calls or anything like that. Learn more about what we do um, right on that website. Fantastic. And we will include that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. This has been fun, Lori. I appreciate it. Most definitely. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Riley for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash social capital network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.